In today's year, we are going to discuss the halachas of a pile and a cobbler who backed out in the middle of the job. The Gemara discusses cases of a worker who had an agreement with the Balabayas to pay him $8 for the full job. We'll use dollars simply for uh, clarity's sake. The worker did $4 worth of the job. That means he did half of the job. And then the Balabayas needs to hire workers to continue the rest of the job for the balance of the other $4. Now, in a situation where the price of labor did not change, there's obviously no issue. In a situation where the price of labor did change, for example, if the price went up to $6 to finish the job, who is going to have to pay the extra $2? Are we going to deduct it from the payment of the worker for the first half of the job? Or are is, are we going to tell the Balabayas he has to lay it out from his own money um, the additional $2? So the Gemara says, that it depends which kind of worker is under discussion. If we're talking about a payal, a worker that's paid by the hour, in that case, since the rule is payal chayzer b'chati he has the right to renege in the middle of the day, to quit his job in the middle of the day, or else it would be considered avdus, and avodayheim v'loy avodam avodam, Hashem says, therefore a payal has a right even when he's under contract, or even with a Kenyan, to quit in the middle of the job. Since he has that right, he's therefore entitled to get the salary that was due to him earlier. That means for what he did already, for the first half of the job, he'll get his $4. A Kaplan, on the other hand, someone who's paid by the job, that's the general loose definition of Kaplan, we're going to see a little bit further soon, he gets paid by the job. The Kabbalan has the flexibility to do the job at his own time, on his own time, or whenever he wants, at his discretion. Therefore, we cannot view him like an Evid, we cannot view him like a slave, because he's in essence in control of his own schedule. Therefore, he does not have the right to quit the job. And therefore, the Balabayas has the right to deduct that extra $2 from the first half of the salary of the Kabbalah. So again, since the Kabbalah is not viewed as an Evid, he does not have a right to quit the job in the middle, he has to take the burden of paying for the extra uh, cost of finishing off the job, as opposed to a pile, that the pile does not have to take that loss. The pile has the right to quit, so therefore he gets paid for whatever he is supposed to do. So that's the background of today's discussion. Let's begin with the halacha and the Shulchan Aruch. The Mechaber says in Simon Shin Lamed Gimel, Sif Dalet. Ketzad din ha-poyal shachaza by Acha What is the halacha of a poyal that quit the job after he began the job? Now we have to introduce one more detail here, and that is that we're not talking about a job where the Balabayas cannot... Um, afford to lose the pile. For example, if it's going to be a loss that's going to come out of it, it's going to be a loss incurred from the fact that pile quit the job, an actual loss. In that case, that's called Dabra Avud. In that case, the Balabayas has other um, forms of 
uh, recourse that he can go use in order to keep the pile on the job. But we're talking about a case where there's no loss involved in the fact that the or incurred because of the fact the pile quits, quits or the cabin quits. The the it's simply the headache of the balbay is to finish off the job and find labor. And since the labor is at times more expensive, the discussion is who pays for that loss for that extra cost. But the the job itself can be continued. There's not going to be a loss by the fact that they quit. If there would be a loss, a pile would also not be allowed to quit. And, and the, the halach in that case would be that the pile would actually get penalized because of it. So here we're not talking about that. We're talking about a general case where pile chayzer b'chati which isn't a case where simply it's a question of uh, the balabais finding a different worker and figuring out how to pay for the extra cost of the work. Or if it went down in price. The reason why he quits the job is he found a better paying job. We discussed in the earlier shir the halacha that the Ramah is mentioning here. If he's a kablan, that means he did not have the right to quit. We evaluate for him, Masha also lastly, the cost of what it's going to be to finish the job. We evaluate what's going to be the cost for the job to be done. The the actual details of how to evaluate this are somewhat complicated. You can look in the Sma and the Shach at length. We're just going to um, sort of discuss what is the difference between a Kabbalan and a Poyal as far as an exact definition. So, a Kabbalan in general, the way the Shach mentions in Sifkat and Chaf and in other places, a Kabbalan in general is someone who gets paid for the job itself. Not by the hour. He's paid by the job. He's someone that gets paid by the job, and therefore, since he's paid by the job, he has that freedom to decide when to do the job. There are other opinions. There's another opinion <coughs> that holds that the definition of a cabin is that he's not required to work at certain times. Even if he gets paid by the hour... But since he, those hours are up to, up to him when he does them, he may be viewed as a Kabbalah. So there's different opinions how to decide what a Kabbalah is. And the Sefer Chikre Lev Paskins, that the main definition actually is that, that when, he is, when is he forced to work. If he's not forced to work at certain times, he's not considered a Poyal, he's considered a Kabbalah. The, the Halacha, the Shurbis Gur Arya Yehuda brings down that the shach actually holds you need both qualities. You need, first of all, that he's not required to work at those times, and you also need that the payment should be for the job and not for the hour. Now, there's a discussion, which uh, what I just mentioned, by the way, is not in the Marim Kaimis, I was just mentioning it there, Agav. There is a discussion also, which are not, is not here in the Marim Kaimis, that if you have a Kabbalan that has a deadline that he has to finish by a certain time, he may be viewed as a pile. 
This is actually halacha in Simon Kofi Vav. It's, I believe, a Sifcha of Gimel, where the Mechaber discusses that a person hired a worker to do an iska, to do investments for him with his money for a certain amount of, for a certain period of time. And by this deadline, he has to return the profits to the um, investing party. So the Mechaber says that since there's a deadline, we view this invest this the person who's investing for the uh, guy giving the money for for the person funding the investment. We view him as a kablin. I'm sorry, the pile. Why do we view him as a pile? Because even though he's a kablin technically, because he's getting jo- he's getting paid for doing a job of investing. But since there's a deadline that he has to come back with the profits by, we look at this person as a pile. He's viewed as a pile. And the Sma explains, therefore, the Sma Vizir explains that our Simon Shin Lamad Gimel is actually talking about a Kablan that has no deadline. The case of Kablan here under discussion, according to the Sma in Simukofai and Vav, is talking about a Kablan with no deadline. Because if the Kablan would have a deadline, he would be viewed as a pile, and it would be within his right to be Chayzer Bechatsi Hayoy. So again, this is a very important halacha, which, is imp- which should be kept in mind. So a person gives a deadline to someone to build them a house by the end of the year. The kablin may be viewed as a pile and may have certain rights as far as backing out and not taking the loss, just as a pile would not have to take the loss. The Chesam Seifer writes in Chayesh Mishpat Simon Kofavez that even though a pile is mutalachzer, ain't a chasidim. It's not considered a proper way to behave. Even though a pile chayzer b'chatsi ayoyim, nonetheless, it's b'chlal she'eris Yisrael le'yasa avla. It is considered an avla to back out. So even though we just mentioned above all these different cases where, which allow a pile to quit, still it's an avla to quit on a balabais. It's an avla. It causes him aggravation. It causes him a headache, and therefore a person should should really think twice before doing this kind of thing. And there's definitely a big, big merit to a person who tries to stay on the job and make sure the job gets done. So we live in a society that people are, are totally self-centered when it comes to employment or anything to do with money in general. And the Torah's view is totally different. The Torah views agreements as something that it's almost an honor system to keep your word. Instead of trying to be cutthroat and make every penny and and send people fl- flying every time you find a cheaper worker, the tire is telling you the total opposite. A person is supposed to try to keep the relationships going, to pay whatever they made up, and the worker on their end also should stay in the job, even if he may find more lucrative opportunities, because ultimately, Parnas is from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Hashem will send it if a person is keeping the, the way the tire puts it down, and not today's um, unfortunate business culture. Darach HaShulchan says in Simon Shin Lamed Gimel Ois Yudches, he teaches us two important points. And he says that there are so- certain things that are usually not considered a davar avud, not considered a loss. However, in the context of the bigger job, it would be considered a davar avud. So if a person um, is in a situation where he's, let's say, right before Yontif, and his workers want to um, want to quit the job before you. It may be usher for them to quit because since this is a crucial part of the season, 
that might be considered a davar avid. The same thing applies to evaluating the co- the cost of his labor. The co- the common custom is that when a person pays a worker, let's say for a year's um, the total salary of a year, let's say thirty five thousand dollars a year, the person has an assistant in his in his uh, cleaners his, or his tailoring shop. Everybody knows that tailoring and cleaning gets very busy before Yontif. He does not give him a higher salary for the month before Yontif because the fact that there's going to be busy seasons is sort of factored in automatically to the $35,000 a year. But if the pile, if the worker wanted to be a really nasty worker and he wanted to quit, what he do would what he would do would be is he would stay on the job till literally a few weeks before the busy season and quit right by the busy season, right? Because therefore, this way, I mean, he's getting he's getting the best of both worlds. He gets to quit at a time that's busy. He doesn't have to work. Plus, he's getting the salary that he that sort of factored in the busy season already. So that says Aruch Hashulchan is not allowed. That's definitely something that's much more chomer. It's called gaming the system. A person is messing up the balabayas by quitting in the middle of the job, and that would be usher for him to do. Vizchechayzim in Perek Yedalav HaAruches writes that, based on this Aruch HaShulchan, that a person, when prorating the wages for a worker, the future paid vacation days should also be included based on the amount of time that he worked. This is common when a worker leaves right before or after a holiday break. So again, to summarize, since the jobs of a pile are the kinds of jobs that are paid by the hour, and he's not given the option to work different hours, the Torah gave him a certain right to quit without penalty if it's not going to cause a loss. However, if it's going to cause a loss, he's not allowed to quit, or if the reason why he's quitting is simply to get a better-paying job. The Ramah says he's not allowed to do that. Or if the reason why he's quitting is because he's trying to game the system and quit by, right before the busy season and keep the salary of the rest of the year that he worked until then, even though it, it's sort of factored in the, re- of the busy seasons as well, all those things are things that are not acceptable. And therefore, a pile should not be chayzer. And then we had from the Chassam Cipher that even when a pile does meet all the requirements allowing him to leave his job, nonetheless, it's considered an avla. It's considered something that's unethical and it's improper and it should be avoided. That's the halacha of pile chayzer b'chatzi hayyayim.